Roller coasters aren't for everyone, but there are people who will wait in line for hours to taste that mix of exhilaration and fear, to feel that adrenaline pump through their veins, to experience the intoxicating peaks and drops. Lawyering isn't for everyone either, but if you're listening to this podcast, you likely enjoy roller coasters too, or at least you thought you would give this one a try, to experience moments of almost immeasurable satisfaction, but also times of great challenge and self-doubt. On this podcast, I hope to help you tackle both the lows and the highs, with some thoughts of my own, but also with guests who will share their own experiences. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, I'm glad you're joining me. Thank you. In our quest for a successful legal career, just like in any other aspect of our daily life, we face the pressure to conform. It's as simple as that. It begins in law school, very early on for some, this idea that you're now expected to fit into some kind of a mold, a mold which is not exactly on display anywhere for you to look at, to measure, to assess, to take notes about. It's apparently an unwritten set of rules on how you are to behave, how you will talk, how you will act as a lawyer, as a successful lawyer. Some people believe that they are in law school precisely to start being shaped by this mold, and they welcome this process. It's not always an easy assimilation for them, but they're not very resistant to it. For others, the process can be quite stressful. This shaping, which takes place as soon as your first year in law school. Where does this stress come from? A variety of sources, actually. That is what I think. Some of the pressure is external. Think about it. You are put to a curriculum which you are expected to absorb and perform on. Your papers and exams are a test of your ability to absorb the subject matter and perform under pressure to utilize what you learned. Yes, you have some choice of courses in law school, but overall the subject matter is pre-selected for you in the sense that you cannot choose to take a course outside the law field and expect that to then apply to your overall academics score in law. So starting very early on, law students may begin to feel that they're being funneled, set on a course to a particular destination. So law school itself is an important source of pressure. I don't think any law school would actually admit this, but their definition of success for a law student is high marks. This is the success badge you are expected to earn at that level, high marks. If you do, you are deemed successful. 
I mean, there are law schools which are more diversified in their goals for their students. And it would be unfair of me to say that they're all uniformly focused on generating the largest number of A students possible. But I truly believe that is their main goal. Yes, law schools want students to learn, of course, to have exposure to social issues, to social justice issues, to become involved, engaged, outspoken, to write, and so on. But the expectation is that you are going to law school to score high. And at the end, carry with you an amazing transcript, which is to open doors for you, apparently. Doors you will apparently want to walk through. I'm using the word apparently for a reason. I use it because it represents the image that is set up by the external forces, law schools included, of the mold you will be fitting into. So the formula goes something like this. And by the way, students have had to grapple with this for eons. You are to work your tush off early on, then law firms come to the law schools and look to interview and hire students. There is an image of incredible prestige attached to being successful during these in-school interviews. I see this on Twitter, the comments, comments on the triumphs and disappointments, the vocal concerns about the future in law of those who did not make the cut. Law schools and Bay Street and I'm using Bay Street to refer collectively to those most prestigious jobs, the ones carrying the most perceived cachet. So back to my point, law schools and Bay Street are in a symbiotic relationship. Law schools are focused on generating what those Bay Street firms are looking for, students with high marks, excellent transcripts, it's a self-perpetuating image of success at this early stage of a person's legal career. And the current can be very, very strong. It's very easy to be swept up in it and to start panicking if you feel you are, how shall I put it, falling behind, not conforming to the golden standard. Look, if these pressures are something you thrive on, something that drives you in the best of ways, if swimming with this strong current is okay for you, then I will be the last to criticize. In that case, press on and stay true to your goal. Keep your eye on the prize and press on. All I say is stop from time to time and consider your path where you have come from and where you are going. Check in with yourself and ask honestly, is this still the right direction for me? Are these choices really mine or am I just being carried by the tide? But if the current gives you discomfort early on, you may be vulnerable to the pressure growing over time and making you feel worse and worse culminating perhaps in the idea that you do not belong. Your own idea, generated by your own mind. Bingo, 
imposter syndrome kicks in. I'm not suggesting you start swimming against the tide as early as 1L. No, in some ways that is simply impossible. You need to learn and you need to score at least passing grades and hopefully better than that. But from my perspective, it helps to identify early on where you're going in your legal career, if you can, or at least where you know you're not going. Think about it. If you know early on that you do not want to practice corporate law or highly complex litigation on Bay Street, then why stress about those in-school interviews? And I may not be using the right terminology here. I apologize, but I think you understand what process I'm talking about. If you want to practice family law, for example, like I knew I did starting in second year, then those interviews are of no relevance to you. I do not think family law firms go to those. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, They did not when I was in law school. That set of pressures comes off your plate right there. Through law school, as an articling student and a new lawyer, you will feel a whole host of pressures, some generated by external forces, but some, importantly, generated by your own mind and your own perceptions and expectations of what it means to be a successful lawyer. What does that mean for you? For some people, it's money or money in combination with prestige. For others, it's being a driving force in the legal profession, being a bencher, sitting on committees, combining a successful practice with being a force in the profession. But there are many, many other definitions of success. I have my own. And it has evolved over time as I have grown as a human being, I hope, become more self-aware, as I have learned to listen more closely to myself. That comes with age and experience for many people, though not all. Some of my colleagues, my peers, continue to be very vulnerable to the image of success as a lawyer And some of them have ulcers, high blood pressure, and divorces to show for it. My own journey has not been without stops from time to time to give my head a shake. I will admit that quite openly. I have stepped off the beaten path a number of times to end up where I am, where I ultimately wanted to be. I created my own definition of success, not as a cop-out, as a consolation prize for myself. It's based on who I want to be as a lawyer, how I want to be of service to the public and the profession. Once I identified and accepted that the prevailing current is not for me and that I can be happy and fulfilled swimming my own stroke, A lot of things fell into place. So what is your definition of success as a lawyer? I realize I may be asking you that quite early and you may not yet know, may not have thought about it at all. I'm suggesting 
that you plant that question in your head. Let it germinate like a seed. As it blooms, return to it from time to time as you are navigating the steps ahead of you. When you feel the current is pushing you in a definitive direction, that you are a flightless penguin among a bunch of seagulls that define success as soaring over the horizon. If that creates pressure for you, ask yourself, do I really need to fly to be successful? What is wrong with being a penguin, a happy penguin? Create your own definition of success. And now my customary closing, slightly modified as my thoughts about it have evolved. If you want to be a lawyer, truly want to, the type of lawyer you would admire and want to hire yourself, you can be and you will be. If you believe in yourself, others will believe in you. Remember that curves in the road, even occasionally running out of gas, will make your arrival at your destination all the more satisfying. Signing off for now, please join me again. New episodes every other Monday, and yes, you might occasionally hear one of my cats.